It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers, your favorite team, every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. That's right, five days a week. That's what we do here on Locked On Panthers. Missed a couple episodes this week. I was back on Wednesday, and I'm back here on a Thursday giving you the show. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify where you can follow us there. You can follow us on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you listen to the show now. Continue to listen on that platform. And if you ever have issues with that one, you have all the options that I just listed and a quick Google search will also be able to find a pod. So you guys know how to find me. Also, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council where every Friday throughout the rest of the preseason and training camp, we will have our weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked On Panthers. So go ahead and get your mailbag questions in for this upcoming Friday show. Already had a few trickle in. Going to answer those things on Friday. So go ahead and get in whatever question you have for me. On the show today, it is a big day for the Carolina Panthers and for Matt Rule and his staff as they head up to Indianapolis and have joint practices day one of two with the Indianapolis Colts ahead of Sunday's preseason opener against the Colts, and also got other things going on, a new linebacker sign, but there's still some questions depth-wise at another defensive position, and another player was waived because of that, so we'll see how things go with that, get into that discussion, and also, what are some of the key matchups to watch over the next two days in terms of player versus player for the Carolina Panthers and the Indianapolis Colts over the next two days as they have joint practices up there in Indy. Let's go ahead and start off with that, and let's just focus on one singular player right now, and it's going to be the player that we're going to continue to focus on throughout the rest of the preseason, and pretty much probably the entirety of the regular season, depending on how he performs, because it's going to go a long way for the Carolina Panthers to have success, or if they're going to unfortunately not have the kind of success that we want them to have in 2021, and of course, that player is Sam Darnold. And this, I think, is the time to start looking at Sam Darnold and seeing if he can make that step and be the kind of guy that a lot of people are hoping he can be here in Carolina. Maurice Jones-Drew of the NFL Network, a former running back, of course, in the league. They have the inside training camp thing on NFL Network. He had some thoughts on the situation that Sam Darnold is stepping in here in Carolina. Yeah, I I think this is the perfect opportunity for Sam Darnold. And I would love to see him kind of have... The career resurrection, excuse me, as a guy like Ron Tannehill, you know, Tannehill's first yeah. stop obviously didn't work for him. Then he found a place that the offense suits his, his skill set. And I hope this is the same situation with Sam Darnold. He has a, a great offensive mind in Joe Brady, who, you know, is pretty much very quarterback friendly in the way he calls plays. He has the talent around him. So there's no more excuses, Money. There's no more excuses from Sam Donald. This is the perfect opportunity for him to take a hold of this offense. He has the skill set. 
he really does. He can do everything you need him to do. It's all about mental, in, in my mind, mentally, can he get over, I guess, you know, what he's been through right. with the Jets. Solid words there by Mojo. And her, the same kind of thoughts have been echoed by a lot of people all across the NFL media, particularly, you know, former players. A lot of people look at the situation here in Carolina and see what Sam Darnold has around him and think that this is his opportunity. I agree that he absolutely has the physical tools to go out there and get things done. But like Mojo said, it's about having the mental capacity to make the right decisions. And we're going to start seeing whether he can do that this coming week against the Colts. I brought up how great that defense is, led by their defensive coordinator, Matt Eberflus. Darius Leonard just got paid a massive contract to be the highest-paid linebacker in the National Football League. Guys like Xavier Rhodes, who came out and started off really well early on in his career in Minnesota with the Vikings. He bounced back last year, is becoming a now key part of this Colts defense. You also have one of the best pass rushers, defensive players in football, and DeForest Buckner. All those guys are going to be able to add some sort of pressure on Sam Darnold the next couple days, and we're going to get to see what he looks like. Of course, they're not going to be able to touch him today and on Friday, and but on Sunday, depending on how much he plays, I can't imagine he's going to play really more than a series, maybe two, and we don't really know how Matt Rule and his coaching staff are going to go out there and implement things. And I think it's a great opportunity, and I'm happy that Matt Rule has brought his team to Indianapolis, and he's going to have the Ravens come down to Wofford and down to the Carolinas, down to Charlotte area to compete with them because you have two playoff teams. We don't know how the Colts are going to look, but I was listening to Frank Reich on Wednesday afternoon on the NFL Network just talking about when he was telling his backup quarterbacks, Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger, who were battling that for that position. And Eason will get to start on Sunday while Carson Wentz is still recovering from that foot injury. And hopefully for the Colts, will be back week one, but I don't know. Not my problem. Not our problem either. So, but he was just talking about you have an elite roster here. The quarterback does not have to be great. And I kind of think about that as well with the Carolina Panthers. Offensively, you have a fantastic roster of McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. Um, you bring in Terrace Marshall, who looks the part, and we'll see what he's able to do here the next couple of days. And then, of course, throughout the rest of the preseason and then heading into the 2021 season, that same principle can be applied to Sam Darnold. You don't have to be a superstar, just go out there. Make the right decisions. You have plenty of guys around you on this offense that can help you succeed. Things that he did not have in New York, of course. But we have to see whether he can play within himself and take care of the football and actually elevate this offense and give them an opportunity to go to that next level, as we did not get last year with Teddy Bridgewater, who struggled in the red zone. And so far throughout training camp, as we've seen against the Panthers' defense at the very least, Sam Darnold's had a pretty good connection with Dan Arnold, someone who I brought up could be a red zone threat, and he's had a connection with Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, everyone on his entire offense in that red zone period. Uh, Two-minute drill, we'll see how that goes as well as they're going to have those situations this week with the Colts. So this is kind of the point where we can start to really make an educated evaluation in terms of just how Sam Darnold's progressing through this preseason. Because, yes, he's looked good since the pads have come on against his own guys. What does he look like when he gets a different look? And maybe the Colts might show more than you're seeing from the Carolina Panthers he's seeing against his teammates on a daily basis down there in Spartanburg. So very excited to see what Sam Darnold can accomplish here the next couple days up in Indianapolis. Also very interested to see how some of the other Panthers can perform against the Colts. We'll look at some of the individual matchups I'm looking forward to ahead of joint practices starting today and on Friday up there in Indianapolis versus the Colts.
This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers of access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. I'm talking about your smartphone. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliable though for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now, not tomorrow, not later, right now, and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on, and they're how did you hear about us box to know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. When you break down the game of football, the best way to simplify it sometimes is just looking at the matchups. It's a game of matchups. Can you beat your guy? Can you stop your guy from beating you? When you look at the offense defensive line, can you get past him? When you look at wide receivers, can you stay in front of that wide receiver if you're a corner? And I'm looking at some of the matchups these next coming days up in Indianapolis. I'm very curious to see how some of these things work out. Let's just start off with the defensive line, the unit that I'm very excited to see. Looking at Brian Burns, Brian Burns has been going up against Braden Smith a lot of times, a right tackle for the Indianapolis Colts. Joe Thomas, a former, of course, left tackle up with the Cleveland Browns, unfortunately never had a ton of success there. Winning in Cleveland, he had his rankings of some of the top 10 offensive linemen in the National Football League. Of course, our Taylor Moten was one of them, and Braden Smith was another one as he ranked sixth. In the National Football League, according to Joe Thomas, he said the Colts' fourth-year right tackle is among the most underappreciated and unheralded players in the league. He's a rock-steady run blocker, helping rookie Jonathan Taylor run to a top-three finish in 2020, who's worked hard to improve his pass blocking. His work in pass pro paid off down a stretch last season as he allowed zero pressures in five of his last six regular season games. Not coincidentally, Smith also literally got paid this offseason, landing a four-year $70 million extension from Indy. The banged-up Colts need the same production from Smith this fall right out the gate. And that's right, because Quentin Nelson, their all-pro guard, will not be available. But I'm still very curious to see Brian Burns, who had a lot of opportunities last year to get sacks, was able to come up with them. You can go back to his rookie year. He's always cause havoc and pressure it's just about getting home and actually getting the sack and i think this is the year year three is going to finally get it done now going up against the guy in brain smith who just got handed the bag by indy would be a great indication in what kind of season he can have so i'm very curious to see what those guys do how he competes against him over the next two days jc horn dante jackson those two guys defensively at corner they're gonna be the starting corners unofficial depth chart had them as listed as number one and two corner. No surprise there, particularly with A.J. Boye not available for week one. But even still, J.C. Horn was brought in to be the starter opposite of Dante and eventually be the number one cornerback here in Carolina. 
there have been some concerns brought up by Matt Rule and even brought up by some of the wide receivers while competing down in Spartanburg about just how handsy in terms of holding on and grabbing receivers J.C. Horn has been. If you look back to his career down at the University of South Carolina the last three seasons under Will Muschamp, yes, he was a good cover corner, but he did pick up a ton of flags. And you're going to have a NFL uh, referee staff out there over the next couple days for acclimation, and also you're going to have him on Sunday for the preseason opener against the Colts. We're going to see how does he stack up. I'm sure he's going to get opportunities to go against T.Y. Hilton, who didn't have a great season last year, never really got the rapport and the kind of timing down uh, with Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers, of course, is not here, and I don't know what his relationship so far is with Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger, but seeing how J.C. Horn can compete against T.Y. Hilton and against Michael Pittman as well, who had a fantastic rookie season, 6'4 wide receiver, a ton of size and strength, athleticism out of USC, really like the kind of player he could be potentially for the Colts. How does J.C. Horn stack up against him? And then Dante Jackson also. How does he stack up against those two players? This is Dante's opportunity to show that he is that guy. He believes in himself. It's year four. It's a contract year. Can he make it happen? I have a lot of confidence in Dante Jackson heading into the season because of the additions of J.C. Horn and and A.J. Boye taking pressure off of him. And also the fact that I think this coaching staff really believes in Dante and his ability to make plays for this team. So those two guys against those wide receivers can also um, throw out Paris Campbell who has a ton of speed and size, who has been banged up since coming out of Ohio State. He's someone I'm curious to see. Zach Paschal as well for the Indianapolis Colts. How do the corners for the Carolina Panthers stack up against them over the next couple days up in Indianapolis? Those are some matchups I'm also looking at. Uh, with standard defense, because offensively, I'm I'm not really too concerned like how CMC, like I guess the CMC versus Darius Leonard in a way, because Leonard is a fantastic run stuffer, and he's honestly just great in coverage as well. That's why he's the highest-paid linebacker in the NFL. That's just going to be one that would be fun to see, just CMC, of course, an all-pro, ridiculous player, Darius Leonard, another all-pro, just a ridiculous athlete, how those guys stack up. But either way, we know that they're both studs. So that will just be fun to watch. But Derek Brown versus Ryan Kelly, who has been a two-time Pro Bowler, second-team All-Pro last year, the center for the Indianapolis Colts going up against the second-year defensive tackle who now with Daquan Jones on the roster has an opportunity to not have so much pressure on him in that defensive interior after last season, not really having KK short there with him to alleviate some of the rookie woes and drawbacks and just what comes with being new to the league. Now in his second year, the Carolina Panthers are going to be looking for Really, not just production this year, but production in the future, and he's going to need to provide it if this Panthers defense is going to meet the expectations that a lot of people are hoping that they will. And the potential, it's not just expectations, really the potential that this team has. They have a ton of young talent. So looking what Derek Brown can do versus Ryan Kelly, that will be interesting, especially with Jonathan Taylor there in the backfield for the Indianapolis Colts. A fantastic running back was Oh, world at Wisconsin came in and immediately turned this Colts team into a, I mean, they were already a good rushing team, but when they, but last season when they lost Marlon Mack to injury, him stepping up and having the kind of season he had really helped the Colts get into the wild card and be a playoff team. And we can even continue. We talk, we look at the running backs, just look at some of the, the linebacks Carolina Panthers have. You know, this is, I said yesterday on the show, this is a major opportunity for someone like Jermaine Carter Jr. to really show what he can do for this team as Denzel Perryman continues to be out and there's not really a timetable 
um, or timeline of when he's going to return. This is an opportunity for Jermaine Carter Jr. to solidify the fact that he should be the starting middle linebacker when the season begins here in a few weeks. So those are some of the key matchups I'm looking at individually as the Panthers begin practice, joint practice that is, with the Indianapolis Colts later today. So we'll get into more of that here on the other side. Some updates, a new signing, and the Panthers. They don't need hard knocks, they got camp confidential. Just some thoughts on that as we close out today's show. So be right back in just a moment. More preseason football on tonight, and that means you need to head over to Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and the NFL season is almost underway. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, college football will be here soon enough, and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you listen to the show daily, you know I've been pressing Scott Fitter, the Carolina Panthers, and everyone involved to find a way to bring in a veteran linebacker, I've been wanting them to sign K.J. Wright, who, out of Seattle, a starter for 10 years there, been fantastic linebacker for that team on some championship football teams and a perennial playoff power up there in the Pacific Northwest. He remains unsigned with the Carolina Panthers, did answer me by finally signing a veteran linebacker and linebacker Josh Bynes, who played at Auburn with our former quarterback Cam Newton, won a Super Bowl with the Ravens, and he... Turns 32 in two weeks. He's 31 right now, of course, you know, doing the quick math. And started 16 games and had 99 tackles, a career high last season for the woeful Cincinnati Bengals. And I can't really say too much about what kind of player Josh Bynes is. But last year, career high in tackles. So he at least is trending up in terms of he wasn't injured and he was not a bad player last season. He comes in and fills a need for the Carolina Panthers. And I don't know... How long he's gonna be on this roster? If he's gonna make, if he's gonna be on on the final fifty-three, I don't see why the Panthers wouldn't have him. As you have him, you have Shaq, Denzel Perry when he's healthy, and Jermaine Carter Jr. That still might not be the most overwhelmingly talented linebacker core in the NFL, which it's definitely not. But it gives you a better option than having to rely on guys like maybe Julian Stanford to fill in, who's a good special teamer, or having Clay Johnston have to fill in and be a starter in practice. And potentially, if things continue to trend the way they are with Denzel Perryman and in other injuries that could occur later on this season, you want to have a veteran. I would still say that Carolina Panthers should try and find someone like KJ Wright and bring him in, just have a conversation. Maybe they've had a conversation. I don't know. But this is the right step for the Carolina Panthers. And by signing Denzel Perryman, there was also a report last night, Joe Person of the Athletic, the Carolina Panthers were moving off of Lano Hill, who started 
camp on the pup list, physically unable to perform, and then later went on code reserve and just never really got off the ground. But what that tells you, though, still is the Carolina Panthers do not have a ton of depth at safety. Not quite sure really what is out there. And I kind of go back. I didn't really watch a lot of the Hall of Fame game. I knew one of the main takeaways was just how bad the kicking was. This late in training camp, it's just so hard to find the kind of impact players that you want to have at certain positions. Jeremy Chen, Justin Burris, I feel fine about that duo at safety. I do have my concerns. When you look at Kenny Robinson and Sam Franklin, who's someone who I think they really like a lot, even Sean Chandler, um, someone who has surprised, according to some of the reporters out there in Spartanburg the last couple of weeks, Miles Hartsfield, someone who also they have um, a decent amount of confidence in his development. He's probably more of a practice squad guy than someone who's actually going to um, be a starter, of course, and someone who's going to make an, a major impact at the position. When you look at it, though, Jeremy Chen has never played really at full season, primarily at safety. It's only his second year. He was fantastic last season playing out of position, so you shouldn't be all that concerned about him stepping back. But then you look at it, if he does not perform at the level that he did last season as a linebacker at safety, do you have concerns about him at that position and wonder if he's just better as a jack-of-all-trades opposed to, and he's going to play over the defense, but opposed to just being someone who's primarily your starting free safety than Justin Burris and have many um, remarkable moments last season. Overall, as a solid player. He missed a couple weeks with a shoulder injury, but he did have that game-closing interception uh, against the Atlanta Falcons, which really was his marquee moment last season. And not too much to point back at. Wasn't a bad player in coverage for, mo- for the most part. But this team is, they did struggle to stop uh, a lot of these top passers in the ass- in a, in a film, top pass catchers as well. So Kenny Robbins and Sam Franklin, I just, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I mean, I do. I don't feel all that great. I am interested to see how those guys particularly are going to perform as we head into the preseason game. And that's kind of what's important, too, when you look at it. And it's not just a joint practice. We look at that in terms of just what the ones look like against the other ones. But this first preseason game, you're going to get an opportunity to see what some of these backups, the second and third teamers who are trying to make this roster, the guys on the roster bubble, what kind of impact do they have? Because they're going to play the majority of these games, especially um, this weekend on Sunday. So those are kind of the, the unit, at least. Free safety, I'm looking at them. Some of the guys in the back with the corner with Stan Thomas Oliver and Troy Pride and Keith Taylor as they try to battle to make that roster spot. And Stan Thomas Oliver is probably going to be leaning on being a special teamer to be able to make the roster. Keith Taylor, Troy Pride, they're going to be battling to be you know, actual corners on this team. They're, of course, going to have to try and contribute also on special teams. What does Christian Miller look like? What is uh, Davion Nixon? Who's getting a lot of a little bit of buzz as a backup to Derek Brown and Daquan Jones? Unless you got Bravion Roy there, what kind of what does he do? He tore gross mottos. Haven't heard much from him so far from a lot of the reports coming out of Spartanburg. I'm very interested to see what he looks like when this upcoming game on Sunday against the Colts happens. Thursday and Friday, I'm looking at what the first teamers look like against the Colts. First teamers, but the rest of that, the rest of the weekend on Sunday, I'm wondering with the second team, third team guys, Greg Little who's right there as a third-teamer right now, what do they look like? Brady Christensen, what does he look like? Tommy Trimble, that's what I want to see as the Panthers head into Sunday. And one quick thing, Panthers had their camp confidential that came out, and the Panthers social media and just media team overall, they do a fantastic job of giving you inside access to the organization. I saw a plethora of tweets of people saying, who needs hard knocks when you have camp confidential? And I, I agree with you. I haven't watched a second of hard knocks the last couple seasons, it's been the same year after year. They always hone in on a guy who's not going to make the roster, try to do this whole dramatic story because it is, it's entertainment 
and stories. That's what drives everything that we have here in the National Football League. I'm just not getting hung up on a guy who's going to be number 55 on the roster, whether he's going to make the roster or not. And it's the Dallas Cowboys this season. I have no interest in the Dallas Cowboys. I know a lot of you guys out there have no interest in the Dallas Cowboys. They're the most annoying fan base out there. And in my lifetime, they have not been relevant at all. So I just don't understand why they always got all these primetime Fox numbers, or at least those uh, primetime Fox spot. You basically got Joe Buck and Troy Aikman as Dallas Cowboys home team broadcast. And yeah, I'm not I'm not getting into this rant. But yes, Camp Confidential does give you the inside access for the Carolina Panthers. Not a ton to take away from that, honestly. I just thought it was a really done well done production. Earlier on, uh this past offseason, when they had the Panthers confidential, we got to see some of the moves and where they had guys on the draft board and what they had graded out players like a Brady Christensen, that's where you really could glean some information. And my only, my only takeaway was that Matt Rule uh, speech at the beginning, I was looking at the clock. I imagine that their meeting started at 5.30. He seemed to be kind of getting going at 5.35, and you kept progressively seeing the clock keep getting, keep going. It was like 6.08. I have no idea, but that man went on like at least a 40, 45-minute rant um, as he was talking to his team. And not really a rant, just, just a, a pump-up speech as his team had – I've come to Spartanburg for the first time, which is really cool for him and his staff as they prepare to have joint practices with the Colts and go through and embark their first preseason here in Carolina after last year not having one. So interested to see how things go the rest of the week up in Indianapolis for the Carolina Panthers. That wraps up another edition of Locked On Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network with me, Julian Council. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you listen to the show. Follow me on Twitter at Julian Council. We're right now going to need your participation because we have a weekly Friday mailbag coming up once again this week throughout the rest of the preseason and training camp. Send in your questions either by DMing me, adding me, Whatever you got to do, just send in the, the questions. You want to send a carrier pigeon if you find if you know where I live somehow, go ahead and do that. Just get in the questions. I'll answer them. Whatever you want to know about the Panthers, whatever you want to know about me, whatever you want to know about life. Maybe I can give you some advice. I don't know. Probably not, but I'll try to certainly send in those questions. And I thank you guys, as always, for listening to the show. More coming up the rest of the week on Joint Practices, of course, Friday Mailbag. And I'm very excited to break down on Sunday after the preseason opening against the Colts what the Panthers look like. Not really just the first teamers, but what do the depth guys look like and who on the roster bubble is making headway to being on the 53-man roster. All that and more coming up here on Locked on Panthers the rest of this week. Thanks again, guys, for listening. I will talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.